Oh, well, what's up, everybody? Giving it to Jake. Jake, go for it. I'm so used to it. Go for it. <laughs> we we were trying to change up the hosting duties. Uh, welcome into the coffee break. I'm Jake Shapiro alongside Rachel Veal and DMAC. Uh, we've got an exciting show for you guys. Trivia Tuesday is back. Uh, Rachel, DMAC, the Nuggets are back, and the Broncos are it's, it's a winning Monday or winning Tuesday, victory Tuesday. Uh, I missed Victory Monday at the studio, DMAC, because I was covering the Nuggets yesterday. How was that Del Frisco's? Oh, the Del Frisco's, mwah, exquisite. I think I had some nice seasoned sort of shrimp things, and then there was a, a little ribeye that was left over, kind of heated that up a little bit for dinner last night, had some lemon cake that my wife enjoyed. I mean, it was, ah, superb. That's how much food we had, Jake. We had leftovers. From yeah. Frisco's. It's normally my day at the studio with you guys, but I was busy covering the Nuggets. Rachel, I don't know if you know this, but I get free food every time I go into work because of this from Del Frisco's. Yeah, I don't know how you got so lucky. So for people on the back side of things, um, we like each kind of rotate a day to go into the office and, you know, hang out the host, see everybody. Um, and Jake somehow got Mondays, which means he gets Del Frisco's because they bring it in after a Broncos win. Um, I don't know how that happened. I'm so insanely jealous, though, Jake, because um, yum. And especially if there's leftovers, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm so jealous. Yeah, but but when you come in, Rachel, we have, um, you know, grapefruit. Yeah. Hey, I actually like grapefruit. Day-old day grapefruit. I'm sorry. It's day-old. Day old. At least it's not day-old hot dogs, all right? We, we've gone oh. down that road. Thank goodness it's go. not that. <laughs> Speaking of day old grapefruits, uh, the Nuggets were around yesterday and Jamal Murray was interested in some grapes. Uh, take a listen. What's up? Don't break it, bro. Jamal, after um, you know, we talked to you at the end of the season, how much better do you feel now? Night and day. Night and day. Night and day. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm trying, bro. Um, no, but when I saw you guys last, um, I was obviously trying to um, grab me a grape, bro. Um, I was trying to. <laughs> Why am I answering questions? Grab me a grape, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, when did I talk to you last? I think it was uh, early May. I think it was early May when you and Mike talked. Was, was that after the season? Yeah, after the season. Around that time, I was still trying to like come back. Um, I knew that if I stopped then, I wouldn't I have no chance of actually wanting to come back or being able to come back. So I just stay locked in and let it take its course. Um, but now I feel a lot better, just more stronger, more confident um, than I did before. It's getting back to normal. Um, just excited. Excited. I don't know what to say. I wish I could get paid millions of dollars to be like, hey, real quick, I'm not going to answer your question. Can somebody get me a grape real quick, though? Because I, I wish that could be me, everybody. Well, we should describe the setup. So it's a pretty small room, but on <laughs> one side, for all the media muggles, I think. It really wasn't for the athletes. I mean, they have full food access inside the locker room sort of area. I mean, at all times, but yet not good enough, which is fine. 
but they had some uh, – those were technically muggle grapes, Jake. There, there was some muggle that went, went, went without a grape. So uh, Not only some. That was the entire bushel of grapes for the media. That joke, it's just picked up and crap. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was like grapes and grapefruit and snacks and coffee and everything. So Jokic just gets up and he – I mean, he's amazing. It's you just never know with Jokic with the microphone and the mic stand. By the way, I can out myself now in terms of something I I, I screwed up on last year. I screwed up completely, and I promise, promise, promise not to screw around with it. So Jokic takes the microphone out of the mic stand, and then he, you know, whatever. So this is about I don't know halfway through the season last year, and he hadn't spoken yet. So I just went up to the table and I just preemptively took the microphone out of the mic stand and just set it down on the table. You know, it's kind of a very, you know, lighthearted sort of a, hey, I'll save you a step thing. He comes in and he starts looking at the PR guy. He doesn't know who I am. So some of the media muggles, well, it's DMAC. And he's like, I don't know, DMAC. What's what's a DMAC? And from that moment on, I swear to God, the rest of the year, he never took the microphone out of the mic stand. Because I think he knew somebody was kind of goofing on him a little bit. I swear to God. And I felt terrible. And Mike Singer says, yeah, he likes doing that. Like, he likes taking the microphone out of the mic stand. So he was actually offended that, you know, somebody did that for him. So I apologize. I will never touch the mic. He loves that whole process. My bad. Won't happen again. Promise. Well, it's a new season, right? Now he can do it all on his own again. It's a new season, Jake. I won't touch it. Yeah, and there's the famous uh, picture and meme that goes around of Jokic that he thought he broke a mic uh, that I just pulled up right here. Um, <laughs> but see, he's taking it out of the mic stand. That's his thing. Right. That's his thing. And that's where the rivalry started. And he was just taking the mic out of the mic stand, D-Mac. And, and people don't know this, but like essentially it's like plugging in your headphones. Mm-hmm. But it's just a bigger cable. It's called an XLR. And you plug it in the back of the mic. Jokic didn't actually break the mic in that video. He just unplugged the XLR and he panicked, I think. But it's a hilarious reaction to that. (laughs) It's great. It's great. And listen, there's so many reasons why Jokic is the most fascinating athlete in Denver to cover. He's the most fascinating athlete I've ever covered, period. That includes a lot of superstar quarterbacks, including Peyton Manning. But nobody is more compelling or interesting to me than Nikola Jokic because of how good he is. And just his personality and who he is as a person um, and his big step this year will be leadership. That will be his big thing. I know he tried to com- uh, wanted to say I'm the Tim Duncan, but I don't think Michael Malone wants him to be the Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was pretty quiet. Michael Malone needs him to have a bigger voice. And one of the reasons I really, truly believe the Marcus Cousins isn't here anymore isn't because he's not a good player. I think he just sucked, sucked the oxygen out of the room, and, and Jokic needs to be that guy. I mean, we're talking about the fine points of leadership because just being the best player and a great guy already makes him a great leader. But there's, you know, according to Michael Malone yesterday, there is another level. Yeah, I wrote a story about it on DenverFan.com yesterday about Jokic wanting to be the Tim Duncan, and we're talking about him being lighthearted. Well, we get both things right here in this clip. Yes, I mean it's it's really nice to to, to be here and to to uh, 
like I said, I wanted to be the, the team Duncan of, of 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 Denver Nuggets, but um, I need to win a couple a couple championship to be him. Uh, but I just uh, I like the city, I like the, the organization, I like the people, so um, I really enjoy here. So I didn't want to I don't want to change anything. Do you, you want to retire here? Have you thought about that? Yeah, I don't want to say yes, and then something happened, Nick. Throw something at me, and I don't. I say I'm gonna quit, you know. So, <laughs> but that's the goal. Nicole, you seem pretty comfortable, pretty relaxed. Is that just a just him? Off the just, that's just him. That's defensive mechanism, my friend. <laughs> 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 yeah, <so you> <laughs> well, first of all, Nick, who he's referring to, is Nick O'Hare, who's their head <laughs> PR guy, and you know he is totally joking about that. Uh, that's just a goof on Nick. What a what a wonderful guy, man. And I can't wait to watch him this year. Can't wait. I love that they're being so relaxed at this media oh. day. You know, there's a lot of pressure on this Nuggets team to deliver this year. The expectations are set very, very high. But I appreciate how relaxed they are. Like, hey, we got this. We believe in ourselves. We're having fun with this. Rachel, it was three straight hours of stand-up comedy because they put all the guys up in pairs. And the best was when they put, like, kind of weird pairings together. I mean, it, it ended with Bones Highland and Vlatko Konkar, which, I mean, you could not get – on the surface, you couldn't get two different guys. But, I mean, it was classic. Like, Vlatko Konkar from Slovenia, right? Because he's um, mm-hmm. uh, with um, – uh, uh, oh, he's teammates Luka. With, with Luca. sorry. And, and he was great during uh, the Euro tournament. Um, this this summer, I mean, they got eliminated in the quarterfinals, but whatever. So Vlatko, that you don't hear very much from at all, uh, but he, he speaks tremendous English. And Bones Highland is a, this crazy different type of personality. So the whole thing was great. I mean, their whole time together was great. And at the end, Bones went into a very deep conversation about his theme song for the year and what it means and all this sort of stuff. And then I asked Konkar, what's your song? He goes, no song. <laughs> did bones bring his dog did the uh, dog he, make an appearance he didn't tressy but there was like a lot of conversation about tressy and the meetup and and yes there were a couple people that did the dog meetup with bones who did not realize he played for the Denver nuggets they just thought he was like a, a dog dude <laughs> i mean which is i mean it's fantastic it's a great story I love it. Okay, well, I need to know, what are the main key points that I need to know that came out of Media Day, Jake? Tell me. Yeah, I'm with DMAC. My general takeaway was how relaxed and yet focused this team was. The the vibes for this Media Day are exactly where you wanted it to be. It could not have been handled better by the PR team. DMAC's talking about these odd pairings like Vladko and Bones. Once I realized it was going to be Vladko and Bones at the end, I'm like, this is going to be a movie. This is hilarious. Um, but earlier on, we had Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan, who I knew they were friends and they had a relationship because they've been teammates in other spots. But we didn't know that they're like besties, right. like they right. are tight. And it gave me some um, it gave me some positive feelings towards actually the DeAndre Jordan signing for the first time that, hey, maybe there's a reason DeAndre is here. He really struggled last year, but maybe this team can get something out of him. Plus, maybe DeAndre can kind of steward Nicola into, you know, 
using his personality, which DeAndre's got a big personality, into more of a leadership role, which I think is the big talking point going into this training camp, is how does Nikola Jokic go from being not only the MVP, but the guy that can say, hey, we got to win these games uh, and get it moving. But, you know, besides that, DMAC, and I, I know you missed the Jamal and MPJ doing coffee break yesterday, uh, Jamal is in a really good headspace, yeah. and that's the key for this Nugget season. Michael yeah. Porter Jr. Uh, was in a bizarre headspace, but he's always in the bizarro world. Yeah. Um, and I honestly feel pretty comfortable with him going forward. Why do you say that? Oh, that's just Michael Porter Jr. I mean, you know, okay. that's... So there wasn't anything that was said that we were like, ooh, that's No, it's, well, it's Michael. It, I wasn't even there for it, but I can imagine. Michael Porter Jr. is Michael Porter Jr. He said he doesn't trust doctors and then also said he does trust doctors like a half second later. But I was talking to Pat Graham, uh, DMAC and I's great friend from the Associated Press, and he made a great point to me. He goes, would you trust doctors if you were in MPJ situation? I said, no. So, you know, at surface, it's like that's kind of crazy to say. But then you kind of think about what he's been through and you're like, you know what? He's got a point. The problem Michael Porter Jr. has and listen, um, I, I hope it's not. But it has been that, like Jameis Winston said, you have two wrists, you have two ankles, you have two earlobes, you have two kneecaps, or whatever that was. <clears throat> Everything with Michael Porter Jr. is connected to each other. Like his back connected to his legs, connected to his spine, to his neck. I mean, everything with him, obviously, is derivative of a injury that he suffered, you know, way back in college. And he just – you are wondering at this point, does he have – the body that was he born with the with the with the body that can sustain the type of punishment that goes into being a professional athlete at that level. I think he's got the body to you know just live life and be fine and in general you know um, be okay in life. But it's it's rigorous, man. Uh, the whole grind of an NBA season is rigorous, and right now there are serious question marks whether or not he really has the body to be able to sustain. We all hope so. Because his talent is, like, you know, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. Yeah. MPJ, uh, sorry, Jake. MPJ is probably the biggest question mark for me when you look at this team, and I think that's true for a lot of people. I mean, we even just got a comment that said, MPJ is glass. Also, we got a comment that said, DMAC and I text every now and then. We're boys. DMAC. No. You're hanging uh, with everyone. 719-229-8152. I mean, you know, that texts with a lot of people. But that's cool. We are boys. <laughs> okay. Right. okay well yeah i'm i'm interested to see what's going to happen this year with the nuggets uh is there anything else that you think we need to take away jake or tell me what's going on with the new guys on this team yeah i've got a couple quick hitters that i can just go through Jokic and murray their two-man game is going to be back uh they talked about it ad nauseum and i think we kind of forget how good their two-man game was and how that unlocks the nuggets um the camaraderie of this team like i'm talking about was great the backup five position between DeAndre Jordan and Zeke Naji should be pretty interesting. Malone has changed his messaging on what he's calling Zeke Naji. It's gone from small forward to big back to power forward. So what they use Zeke Naji as, who was actually a really good role player for the Nuggets last year when healthy, uh, should be interesting. Bones had a really big summer, and the new guys were all impressed with how fantastic he is. Um, Ish Smith actually seems like a valuable contributor to this team. He was a real treat in his press conference, really well-spoken. Um, and Bruce Brown is going to have a huge role. And another thing that honestly was interesting was MPJ and Jamal had very different takes on load management. Jamal talking already about not playing on back-to-backs, MPJ talking about respecting the game of basketball and wanting to play all 82. 
Um, so those were some of my interesting takeaways. And on the new guys, yeah, like I said, Ish Smith is interesting. Jack White probably won't see much playing time, but DMAC, like you said, really good shooter uh, from yeah. Duke, hard-nosed player, was great in the summer league. Um, and then they've got uh, their, their top draft pick, Christian Brown, uh, who I don't know if he's going to get into the rotation, at least early on in the year, but a really hard-nosed guy. And, uh, you know, I, I like that he's strong in his convictions. He's like, you know what? I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm from Kansas City. I like the Chiefs. I'm really sorry about it, but I, this is me, which is cool. Honestly, I, I like that more than the pandering. You know, the, the Nuggets have no problem scoring points, okay? They, they did a great job scoring points without Michael Porter Jr. and without Jamal Murray last year. What they have a hard time is defending on the, um, on the wings, okay? And if you look at the additions to the Nuggets, they are longer. They're taller. They're longer. And theoretically, they'd be better wing defenders. For example, when you have Forbes and uh, Compazzo, you got smaller guys. I mean, maybe they can shoot when Compazzo couldn't. But, I mean, you know, Forbes, Forbes is a good example. Like, you brought him in to be a shooter, to be a microwave. But defensively, he was absolutely lost. Well, now you've got actually quite a few other guys, Jake, that are really good shooters. There was a nice back and forth about these shooting competitions they have. And right now, Jack White holds the records, but that could go down as KCP comes to town. And, you know, everybody takes pride in how, how well they can shoot. And, and, and I think if, if anybody – listen, there's a lot of mind-blowing things about NBA guys. But I think the most mind-blowing of all is if you actually went to a Nuggets practice and watched them did 100. And what they do is they do 100 shots in a row from different spots. You know, they go around the court. And they seriously get off like 100 shots in a row. The average person would just be blown away to see how good these guys are when they're not defended in terms of shooting. I mean, it is seriously ridiculous. So that's not an issue. They're all good shooters. But can you defend on the wing? And that's what Michael Malone um, insisted on. They made a very strategic approach to get longer and taller out there to be better defenders while not losing any shooting ability. So to me, the depth of this team is stunning. I mean, stunning. This is the most interesting Nuggets team in a long time. And the depth and the defense around the big three, even if you want to include Aaron Gordon, the big four guys, is going to be very, very good. Uh, Michael Malone said he wants to be a top five defense in the league. You, you, to go to the NBA Finals, you need a top five defense, what he said. And I like how all the newer guys are kind of buying into that. While Jamal Murray, who's been here and been around for Malone's stick, was like, yeah, every team wants to be a top five defense. So, Okay. Well, KCP is definitely going to help that. I look forward to seeing him out there. Uh, training camp gets underway for the Nuggets. You know, before we know it, first of all, the fact that it's almost about to be October and we are going to start seeing Avalanche games and Nuggets games Everybody get excited. We've got a lot of fun coverage coming to you to DenverFan.com. But I want to talk about the Broncos a little bit because Will Peterson actually wrote an article um, for DenverFan.com talking about how Cortland Sutton, he's really the only thing that Russell Wilson has right now. It seems like KJ Hamler hasn't done anything. Jerry Judy's been all right. So do the Broncos need to go out and get another wide receiver, DMAC? Uh, boy, you'd have to tell me who's out there to get. I mean, I, I – I... I don't know. Uh, I don't think so because um, you've got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Let's not give up on Jerry Judy. Listen, it's it's frustrating when you see Jerry Judy having rabbit ears and, you know, going after <laughs> Shannon Sharp. After Shannon Sharp, who's a broadcaster, makes some harsh but relatively fair criticism. Jerry Judy's got a 
not pay attention to that crap. It doesn't matter. And I, I do wonder if he's so sensitive about that stuff. Is it in the back of his mind all the time? And is it hampering the way he's playing? And uh, it's frustrating because I think, well, first of all, I mean, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, same draft class. Holy cow. I mean, it's not even close who the better receiver is right now. Not even close, despite the fact that they were talked in the same breath as they came out. So we need Jerry Judy to kind of step up. I just don't know who you're going to get. And if you're going to get a different receiver, what role are they going to fill? I mean, you've got two unbelievably fast guys in Hamler and Montreal, Washington. Well, those should be your spread the field guys. You've got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sun. What are we talking about here? You know, who, who else do we need and why? And what we're finding out with Russell Wilson, look how often he's throwing, throwing to his running backs. So he's using those guys as wide receivers. One position, of course, the most frustrating part of all this so far, seriously, is how do you get Albert O into a receiving position to be that dynamic, dangerous tight end? And so far, Wilson hasn't been able to figure it out, but Albert O drops the ball and is unreliable. And by the way, 22 plays that Albert O was in, they were all passing plays. So the Broncos are making an announcement, this guy can't block. Every single time he's in, we're throwing the ball. Not necessarily to him, but we're going to throw the ball. That's because he can't block, guys. He can't. He doesn't know how to do it, or he's not willing to do it, and he's too much of a liability. Yeah, I'll just build off what DMAC said. I think they need a tight end, not a receiver. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But, Fair but enough. where do you find one at this point? Who? Where? I, I think it needs to be at the deadline. Maybe you pick off, like, you know, okay. Tyler Conklin sure. from the Jets or somebody on a, on a team that's struggling. Uh, that's, well, a great, that's a great call. Maybe it happens at the trade deadline, and that's the position you go for. I, I could feel you on that. I do. I do agree with both of you. I think a tight end actually might be the way to go instead of a wide receiver. But they used for the first two games of the season, we saw a lot of tight end usage. We didn't see that on Sunday night. They really dialed down on the amount of times that they targeted the tight ends. Well, yeah, they can't rely on them. And (laughs) your best receiving tight end can't block. So there's no deception going on. So you can change your defense as soon as Albert O gets in there. Oh, Albert O's in. They're going to, hey. Albert O, everybody, it's Albert O. They're, they're going to throw the ball. So you change. And all of a sudden, oh, it's Albert O. Everybody just, you know, you can drop back a little bit more. You give them a little bit more cushion, and you don't get beat by that guy. And you know, if, if Russ was on the sidelines for the other team, you know what he'd be saying if Albert O is in the game. Hey, sideline, run a pass. Hey, you got to let him know. Come on, commit to it. You got to let him know. Run a pass. Let's go. Got to let him know. Run a pass. Run a pass. Let them know. 9-6. Let them know. Run a pass. Let them know. Run a pass. Nice and loud. Pass. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. I was about to say that, Jake. An excellent job on the back end right there. Um, We also need to talk about Eli Manning throwing some shade at Russell Wilson last night. Take a listen. Here we go. They should have paid that punter $235 million instead of Russell. <laughs> Pay that man his money. Pay that man his money. He had, he had 10 punts for 476 yards. I mean, the two punters had 17 punts between them, almost 1,000 yards in punting. I mean, that is, that is amazing. Um, and, hey, good for Corliss Waitman. I'm sure Mr. and Mrs. Waitman were very proud of their son to watch him uh, do that well. Way to go. 
Um, that's a that's a funny joke. Eli Eli's a riot, man. Chad Powers, that guy is that guy's a hoot. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, Pat McAfee was on last night though for Monday Night Football, and I have to show you this clip of Pat McAfee's dad because oh my goodness, you guys, I could never. You could pay me a million dollars to try to do this, and I could never do it. Go ahead, play. Dad, have you ever lost this game before? Uh, no. Okay. It's only the third time I ever played it. Don't matter. Bruce Lee up in the. What's going to happen tomorrow? He'll be at work saying, My nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sally McAfee in the background talking. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh! Ah! <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? How? I have so many questions. How? I've never seen that done. That I know neither. You guys. You could literally pay me a million dollars to try and do that with a million chances, and there is no way I could get that done. That incredible. was incredible. That I didn't see. I've not seen that before. That was that was unbelievable. That was crazy for, for the brand. That was in, incredible. I see top ten number one right there. That's Dude. the number one play of the week. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. unbelievable. I think we need to play this uh, Jenga in the office and see who wins. Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty good. Not that I want to like. Um, talk too much, but I would be interested to see who would win. So Jenga tournament in the office. What would be great is if you had Jenga in the office, that would give you guys something to do in the office. <laughs> then we don't get any work done, DMAC. That's the problem. Wow. We need to provide good content for everybody over at DenverFan.com, everything like that. Um, we do have trivia coming up here in just a little bit, everybody. It's on the ticker down below. Go to Kahoot.it. There's going to be a code. Make sure you join in. Tune in. Um, also, I'm going to give a little bit of a hint before everybody tunes in for this. Um, DMAC, you were wrong about a stat yesterday involving the Nuggets. Do you know what stat you were wrong about? About the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. About the Nuggets. Uh, well, I am a mile long and three inches deep, so it doesn't surprise me that I made a mistake. <laughs> what, what, what's, what stat was that? The amount of years you said Jeff Green has played in the NBA. What year? Oh, what did I say? 16, right? 16? 16. It is not 16. Oh, what is it? 18? Not <laughs> feels like it. Jake, do you know the answer to this one? Uh, he came into the league with Kevin Durant in 07. So I thought he came in the league with Elgin Baylor. I mean, no. maybe, maybe. Yeah. So I'm going to say what? 07, 08, but he missed the whole season. So I think it's 15. Oh, there's a missed season in there. So I recounted like 25 times to make sure that I was counting the correct amount of time. So, Everybody, just a little hint. If you're tuning into trivia, I was going to call out DMAC ahead of that, but um, we're going to give it a few seconds. Will Peterson did just hop in, so we're going to bring him in too because his article is the one that sparked our conversation earlier about if the Broncos should bring in a new wide receiver. Um, Will, first of all, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. So we were just talking about your article at DenverFan.com about how maybe the Broncos need to get another wide receiver DMAC, Jake, and myself, we said maybe not a wide receiver, but a tight end. How are you feeling about um, something like that? Well, it's obvious Russell Wilson needs another weapon, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that be receiver or tight end. It was painfully obvious that he only trusted Cortland Sutton uh, amongst that group against both the Texans and the 49ers. I laid the stats out in the article. 
I mean, come on, guys. The the most yards besides Sutton against the Niners was Hinton with 27, and those all came on one play. The most catches was Jerry Judy with his lousy two on the entire night. And, you know, two catches and one mean tweet to Shannon Sharp. That was Jerry Judy's evening. So I, I just don't, um, you know, know if they can trust K.J. Hamler at this point. I mean, he's he's played two of the three games, but he might as well have been inactive for all three because he has zero catches so far this season. So I, I know this all changed the day Tim Patrick went down, but through three games, name me another reliable receiving option that Russell Wilson, again, trusts and also has. And DMAC, you know, copying oh, my shirt. I, 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 I missed the memo. I got it now. I'm good. <laughs> Point being – it's Sutton and then the end of the world for the Denver Broncos. So, um, you know, that's that's what's going on right now. And, uh, you know, D-Max now looking like he got it all buttoned up while I got one undone. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. For no, so I mean, Will's right. But, Will, do you have any suggestions? Like, who would it be? I'll, I'll get more comfortable. Seriously, how do you breathe? Yeah, I mean, so the most obvious one is is obviously Odell Beckham Jr. He's still a free oh, agent. Oh, okay. He was okay. on his way to becoming Super Bowl MVP before he tore his ACL. That was more than eight months ago at this point. We heard reports he should be ready around October. Well, I'm looking at the calendar. It's going to be October next week. The other one, though, guys, is look at what former CU star LaVisca Chenault just did for the Panthers last weekend. He was buried on the Jags depth chart. He led Carolina in receiving 90 yards plus a 67-yard touchdown. There are guys around the league. I talked about Denzel Mims at the time with the Jets that are buried on their team's depth chart and can't get a chance okay. uh, with their current team. Well, Here's are, you advocating, are you advocating, say, for like Jalen Virgil to get more shine? A guy no. who had some incredible moments? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think anyone on this roster is capable. I think they need to look for outside help. Troy in the comments said, why can't we figure out, why haven't we opened up KJ's speed? Uh, why haven't, why hasn't KJ been uh, able to get involved? He's, just, he's injured. They have to load management him. They He wasn't even hurt, and they didn't play him against Houston because that's just part of their plan. I, I think he had a very – Guys, what do you have, like 22 snaps or something like that? It was, it was a very low amount of snaps, even with the offense. He's just not 100%. He's just not. And it sucks. I think KJ's an awesome dude. And um, he was very honest about what he was mentally going through in the offseason. And I think we're probably going to see another pretty rough year in terms of his availability. It stinks. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to see it. Uh, Montreal, Washington is very fast, but I don't know if they trust him. And uh, I don't know. We got Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer. So it sounds like you're kind of making my point. They well, need I, help. I know if you can go get Odell Beckham Jr., go get him. I mean, if he's healthy, and as long as he's at least 86%, then, you know, he's probably good to go. I'm using the Jamal Murray scale of healthiness. Right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, don't forget, Greg Dulcich is a big guy for them who hasn't been healthy at all. I mean, they were really counting on him. He was going to be the starter. Albert O was going to be a piece to the puzzle. Dulcich was going to be the guy. And we're not going to see him till halfway through the season. So I guess we are going to add a tight end. Inevitably, we are. Greg Dulcich, we are going to add one halfway through the season. Maybe. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. It's going to be the world's worst hamstring injury. You know, I mean, if, if he can't be ready halfway through the season. Yeah, the, that whole situation doesn't make sense. But you know what does make sense is trivia because it is Tuesday, everybody. Will, thanks for hopping in with us. We do appreciate it. Let's get into it. We're doing a little bit of Nuggets and Broncos in here. So we're kind of double dosing, I guess I could say. Um, all right. 
Game pin 426-7410. Our game pin is 426-7410. I can't do that. Oh, I like it, Will. Get that OBJ or get go get OBJ. Again, everybody, Kahoot.it game pin 426-7410. Give people a little bit of time. Now, where where is uh where is James Merrillat? I don't know if James Merrillat is on the air today. Has anyone figured that out? He could uh, be. Oh, like he's he's guest hosting. Yeah, he could be possibly. No, I, I am looking at the Stokely and Zach on Twitch right now. I see Stokely. I see Zach. So James um, Merrillat. He got the link. Everybody. He got the link. So okay. Um, again, we're going to give people just a few more minutes. Kahoot.it, enter in that game pin, 426-7410. It's been a minute since we played last week. The big Nathan McKinnon contract extension dropped. So we didn't do trivia, but we – oh, we lost one. Oh, it's DMAC. Wait, am I in or am I out? You're in. Well, unless uh, someone's impersonating DMAC, you're in. I, I, I will just- say – I'm sure James has something very important going on, so I'm not trying to mock him too much. But I just don't know the last time that he won. I I think I've been atop this podium for several weeks in a row. So we'll see. Oh, Will's getting a little feisty over here. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Tiger. He's a tiger. Tiger. Right. (laughs) He's ready. Okay, again, we're going to give it just a quick more because we just had another one join. Um, Again, I mentioned it. It's going to be a lot about Sunday Night Football, everybody, about the past past week, um, and then a little bit about the Nuggets. We did give an answer away. Hopefully you were paying attention right before we'll join in. Um, let's see. We're going to give it like 30 more seconds, and then I'm going to hit start over here. Should I do like a little countdown? I can't, I wait, to I can't wait to see how I screw this up because this is uh, I believe in you Dmac I think you can do it beyond technology for me here so we'll we'll see yeah, how you got it you got it okay we're gonna go ahead and start this up let's do it okay first question is dun, 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 dun. in 2008 the Broncos won with exactly one touchdown one field goal and one safety like they did on Sunday night who did they play was it the Vikings, the Lions, the Raiders, or the Rams? Uh, so I'm not trying to be rude. Uh-huh. But was it the Broncos who did this, or was it another team who won in the same way, like the Broncos? Oh, okay. I see your point. Because te- I think the Broncos lost that game. I think it was a Vikings-Lions game. If right. I, I guess Vikings because the Lions played the Vikings in that game. I totally believe you. And, Rachel, I think you're perfect. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I need to go back and look up this stat real quick. No, Give you know, me a second. Right. It was the Lions against the Broncos. And who cares with the rest? I, I guess Rams. I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe I was, right? If I'm already right on question, or wrong on question one, guys, we're, we're in for it. Will, did um, you get that right or not, Will? I guess the Vikings because it was a Vikings Lions game. Oh, you're right. You me guys, too. me too. That was on me. I'm an idiot. Wait, I guess yeah, the well, Rams. Oh, is you I for- even looked at the stat and I just read it wrong. You guys, I'm so sorry. It's wow. Tuesday. Good morning. Um, wow. if you guess Lions or Vikings, I'm giving it correctly to you. So that was on me, everyone. My bad. So we're moving on to this. Wait, so the only one that doesn't get it is me because I guess Rams. 
Apparently. Um, both games featured a quarterback stepping out of the back of the end zone. Untouched. True or false? Uh, mm. This one I know. Okay. So, again, in the Vikings or the Lions game. Oh, it's the Lions. It's Dan Orlovsky. I got it wrong. It's, it's true. It's Orlovsky. <laughs> there you go. Yep, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, man, yes. So that is, in fact, true. Again, I'm sorry about question one, everybody. Oh, we Well, moved. maybe you should do trivia. You no, you're her. fine. We've, we've moved on. We've moved on. I got that trivia. one right. I'm going to get them all wrong on purpose. In the Sunday night intros, Russell Wilson introduced himself saying, Russell Wilson from a whole pack of Badgers, true or false? Oh, man. See, Do this one's easier for those of us who, who watched on TV and yep. were not in the press box. Yep. We don't, hear much about his N- we don't hear much about his NC State days, do we? He's not proud to be a Wolfpack? Yeah. <laughs> Was indeed true. If you haven't seen that clip, it is kind of funny. I guess they let you have fun with those things nowadays, even though they all have, like, very straight faces. So, you know. How am I doing? Jamal, grapes. Yeah. D-Mac, you're all right. Um, what NBA year is oh. Jeff Green going into? Oh, man. Uh... Dang. Is this the one you guys gave away? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know he's played for like half the teams in the league. But I don't know how many of those were trade in midseason. Hmm. 15 years. D-Mac's been telling people 16, so we had to correct him. Yeah, Because Jake got it correct where he missed a full year. So. It was but wait, he had an NBA season or not? I mean, he was, you know. No, that's true. I'm with you, D-Mac. He was on this one. Yeah. Like, Jamal Murray not get credit for last year? You go back and you count, oh. though, all of the stats, it only oh. comes to 15. Like, it, yeah. it's 14 and going into 15. I counted it, like, 25 times. Wait, Jake's it like, I'm matter. about to go look it up. It doesn't matter if you no. play or not. Jamal. You're right, Rachel. He's been a professional. He's going into his 16th professional season, but he's only played – and what will be 15 if he does indeed play this year. You know, this, this is why you guys just could never date in high school. Just leave it alone already. So nitpicky <laughs> with things. You and you and Will. I mean, what is wrong with you guys? We get it. Oh, man. Wait, wait, okay, the Nuggets were involved in the wait, wait, highest. It's like, it's like I was Cerno de Bergiac. I don't know. What is this? Cerno the Nuggets involved. were involved in the highest scoring game in NBA history. True or false? Sure, why not? Great sure. comedies have been made about people being pedant- pedantic like me, D-Mac. Oh, my Lord. You, you, you are not winning the Nobel Prize, nor are you going to space, Jake. That's all I can say. Good job, everybody. Nice job. I believe right. that was Nuggets Pistons, I want to say. Yep. And Bill Hanslick was involved. Uh-huh. In oh 1983, the blank beat the Denver Nuggets 186 to 184 in triple overtime. Who was it if you were just paying attention? Sorry, Rachel. See, I will own my mistakes. I, that is funny. I was not paying attention. I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really should pay attention to Will. I said the team name. <laughs> I know. I just was not paying attention to you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right 
I think, oh, we've got two more actually. Um, which university does Nikola Jokic joke he attended? Oh, it's got to be Syracuse. I'm just going to go Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, it's for the best. I believe this school sent him some gear. Okay. That, I didn't that know he that. wore. Because again, to sort of add on to the joke, he's a jokester. We learned that earlier. Harvard. Harvard. Oh, wow, some other bozo clicked on Syracuse besides me. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> listens to DMAC, don't, don't listen to DMAC. Okay. Um, True or false? Jamal used to do push ups in the snow to increase his pain tolerance. We're, to- we're asking a question about Jamal and pain tolerance. Yep. I'm going to say false. Yeah, it's so specific. I had to go true. I'm going to be a really random thing to make up, but we will see. By the way, I love love Jamal Murray. Oh, I was the only one that said false. (laughs) It was indeed true. His dad used to have him do push ups in the snow after he would run sprints. Interesting. So you, the next time you you, you have to put a Vlaco Concar used to get chased by bears in Slovenia <laughs> to increase his quickness. True or false? True or false? False. Wait, no, true. <laughs> well, Dmax down there on the list. Um, again, everyone, my apologies on question number Uno, but I think everybody got it pretty much besides Dmax. So, um, nice job, Jamal's grapes nice. coming in hot. With only 300 points above Will. Will, you got taken off the podium at first place. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, seven of eight and uh, host error on the first one. So I had another perfect day. I'll take it. Wow. I know. He's really throwing shade. It's okay. I called him a loser yesterday. I think his feelings are still a little hurt, even though we were all losers. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Thank you, everybody, though, for playing. Will, of course, I always appreciate you that you jump in. And you know, all jokes aside, that I appreciate you. No, yeah, of course. And I appreciate you coming up with those questions. Listen, Jake and I make fun of the questions. James, when he shows up every few weeks, does too. But none of us have actually had to do it in your shoes. So, you know, I I think don't, what's the saying? Don't cast the stone unless you can take the heat in the kitchen. I don't know, something like that. Don't cast the stone unless you can take the heat in the kitchen. Don't throw stones in the glass houses. Near mixing my analogies here. It's easy to mix up things, just like it's easy to mix up team names on trivia at seven thirty in the morning. Everybody, take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Ah, and then what's the what's the stone one, Jake? Don't throw stones at glass houses, and don't go to Colorado Academy. Good thing I did it. Exactly. Thank you, sir. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with DMAC, Jake, Will, and myself, James Merrillat. Where are you at? We need you in here for trivia next week. Otherwise, we'll see everybody tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. Bye, everyone.